You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Ray After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Ray After Show. Hey guys, welcome to your after show for Rain Season 1, Episode 2, Snakes in the Garden. I'll be your host tonight, Finia Thomas, and with me from the booth... Hello ladies and gentlemen, Phil Svitek filling in for Keaton Marchie. Excited to be here, really, really good show. I'm excited to have you here with me too. It feels a little awkward being at this desk solo, so let's get to it. Tonight we saw... Charles and Madeline, the six-year-old, seven-year-old arrangement. How cute were they? I mean, to go and meet your future husband and wife at seven years old, how nervous would you be? I'd be very nervous, but to me, the the fun aspect of it was really kind of seeing them and and obviously how Mary was kind of reacting to the whole thing and, and her seeing herself, especially within Madeline, um, and then Francis later points out, you know, you have no patience just like her when they're playing. Uh, which, by the way, very dangerous <laughs> game to have to pick out your true love if you're blindfolded. I, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, that was such a weird game of, like, pin the voice on the girl, like, or the six-year-old. It was just very awkward. I mean, so what does it mean if she doesn't find him that they're doomed by having love? It doesn't seem as if, though, these arrangements are based on love anyways. No, no, they don't. But, um... You know what? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know the historic context in terms of if if it's ever happened where someone has pinned the uh, the wrong girl. So I, I couldn't speak <laughs> to that. But you know, for me, I think story wise, um, just the similarities were fun to see, and and uh, the fact that like Francis Charles himself is not happy, you know, with um, his choice, and that you know what, um, he might grow to like her. But obviously right now he's he's more enthralled in, in sort of kid stuff and, and kind of what's going on. But you know, the night, the difference is he, he has – or the similarities are he still has respect for uh, Madeline. Exactly. And also when they were meeting, so we saw the English ships coming. And it seemed as if though there was something suspicious about these boats coming to shore. And they're not – there being too many boats. And come to find out it was just that the um, the English helped the French, right? There. Yes, yes, that's what it was, and you know, um, again, just the, the huge similarity where Madeline comes into this, and like Mary, she's just from that early age, she's just frightened in a new land, doesn't know what to do, and yet takes control of the situation. You know, uh, again, going back to that um, kind of uh, pin the tail on donkey, whatever it was, <laughs> you know, to have to to. To take control and take the blindfold off him and say, "Hey, you know what? You're you're taking too long," shows, I'll say, maturity. I guess in some sort of way, I could see that for sure. Absolutely, like, enough is enough. Let's end this game. This is nonsense. Let's get to business. 
I'm your chick. Here I am. Enough. <laughs> Great <laughs> at seven At seven years old. So then let's cut to King Henry and the queen, who you all, you all know, if you watched the last episode, I'm not very fond of her because she doesn't like Mary, and I'm all about Mary. So the queen is shady. And we see that Kenna, who is uh, Mary's homegirl, is now propositioned by the king. And we find out, propositioned again, and we find out that they didn't actually seal the deal. They didn't have sex. Last week we thought they had sex, but they didn't. So we find out that she's still a virgin. But I love how she tells the king no. She denies him. Okay, first of all, you deny a king... Mm, he usually is going to get what he wants, and he proves that by bringing in Robert. Yeah, I, you know, I thought her speech was—I uh, got to say—it was pretty, pretty smart, and, and I give a lot of credit for it. And uh, unfortunately, obviously, to only be <laughs> Trump later on. But I—I I do like how the women are fighting for power in this whole show against, um, you know, the men. Yeah, I, I like that as well. It's kind of like they take a stance. You mentioned while we were watching the show, it was like Joan of Arc. Yes, jo- jo- uh, I believe the show is called Joan of Arcadia, oh. um, but obviously, you know, it's it's it, it's supposed to be about Joan of Arc, you know, who who was actually French. Um, and it just it just reminds me what I love about it is kind of women um, being strong and things like that, and kind of coming into their own, and, and especially that time. You just think of it so, such a you know, you think of uh, knights in shining armor. You think just uh, very much male heavy and male dominated. But I like seeing kind of women rise to power. Um, and, you know, that's why ultimately I am drawn to the show. And, you know, it, it's a nice juxtapos- juxtaposition to what the queen is doing and what obviously Mary is struggling with. Whereas, you know, Kenna, she's trying to get that power. But, but again, in the last scene, only be trumped by... <laughs> the king and say, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's good to be in the king's alliance. If you were Robert, would you have been like, yes, your highness? Or if there was somebody in your life that you respect that was like, do me this favor that was as big as marrying somebody, would you do that, Phil? For for her? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think there are a lot of girls who are ready to be married who would accept it and be like, sure, done deal. Because nowadays it's such a pressure for women of a certain age to be married. So... Way to go, Kenna. Good for standing up for yourself, and I hopefully her and Roberts. But here's the thing: she she so came to the, to the thing at the end, and you know the king being the king, he kisses her, but then he leaves, and again it's just that power play of like you know what, uh, I know you wanted this, and I know deep down you really want me, but then you made this power play, but it's not going to work, and mm-hmm. and again then she's like, all right, let's do it, only to be told, nope, on my time. For now, I'm rooting for her to have come up with another great spiel. So, Kenna, don't hold us down. Phil wants you to be that strong woman, say that strong woman, and don't sleep with the king. Like, obviously, his other mistress was, what, at the country house? He's no good. He's no good. So, back to the queen, who, again, I'm not very fond of, Queen Catherine. She gets read all throughout this episode. Um... We'll get to a really good part at the end, but we find out that Prince France is Prince Francis is like, you know what, mom? Enough is enough. I know what you're trying to do. Stop. I love that he stood up to his mom, called her a terrorist and said, you know what? His loyalty lies with his family. And no matter what, 
he'll stick with his family, but she needs to change. I was really proud of him for that. I was too. I'm, I'm kind of slightly surprised and really interested to see where it's going to go. The fact that they uh, did that so fast, you know, where she was kind of found out. Um, but I'm interested in, in you know, in talking about strong women, the fact that she orchestrated everything in terms of Madeline arriving with the with the English and Simon uh, doing that little ploy. Um, you know, and, and as I watched that whole setup, you know, with the passageways and things like that, you know, for me, it right away it seemed a little fishy that it was you, you that it was set up in that way. Um, and so I give her a lot of credit for what she was able to pull off. Yeah, she's a crafty little bitch, huh? She's crafty. She is. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's the queen. So since you brought up Simon, let's talk about Simon, who is very easy on the eyes, if I may say so myself. So Simon shows up with this English convoy, and he's like, there's no wedding date. He calls Mary's bluff. He tr- threatens her, pushes her in a corner, tells her to go back to Scotland, and admits to poisoning the oatmeal in the nun covenant, like in the convent. I cannot believe I I'm I was totally taken aback. I thought it was I thought it was the queen that did it. I really did. What did you think of Simon? Uh I I loved when he said, you know, let's unlike the French, let's let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If nothing else, I give him a lot of credit for being honest and and I'm kind of half torn because you know, while I dislike him very much and and he is a threat to marry he does present some good arguments, and and again, it's just this mm. triangle. Uh, you know, obviously Scotland, England, and France. Of okay, who really has the power, and who should you side with? Um, so you know, that's where that's where I like the loop, and and it just you just kind of half get torn because I don't quite know what the full truth is, even though obviously I'm rooting for Mary. And then Simon comes in with the whole poison dress. The single white, okay, we walk in and there's a single white female wearing Mary's dress. It looks so weird. And then all of a sudden she starts saying that the dress is poison and like she's melting. She goes into full wicked witch mode and come to find out Simon was in her bed, in his bed. That just, I wasn't, didn't see that happening at all. That took me aback. So Simon, we're watching out for you because you seem to be a pretty shysty yourself. Well, he, you know, to me, what was interesting, we, we kind of left off with Simon saying his last bit of, you know, uh, I forget the exact line, but he basically said, you know, what's what's stopping me from killing you? Because um, I could do it, and obviously since the queen's on his side, she will love it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we don't, we cut away from that scene and Mary is still alive. I'm interested to see what was said and what was told because that, that between Mary and, and Simon, that was a very powerful scene. And, you know, a lot of things were exchanged. And that, you know, I was, I was mentioning the ideas of, you know, what Simon was saying and how the different alliances could stand. Uh, and I loved Mary mentioning, you know, um, Elizabeth is kind of next in line for England, but she's not le- legitimate. So right. it could be me. Um, so a lot revealed in that and the fact that they just cut on such a crucial moment and we don't know where it left off. I don't know if we've seen the last assignment and you know what? He could quite possibly come back as an ally for Mary, even though he is British. 
I can totally see that. And that's the suspense of this show that I like. It's only episode two, but the suspense of those kind of scenes keeps me drawn in and wanting to watch. That and that secret passageway. I am a sucker for a secret passageway and a ghost girl who we come to find out is Clarissa, who is friends with Charles. How cute is that? He's like, I bribe her. We play the guessing game. And then that gives an end for Mary to, you know what? Let me take a chance and see what I can get information from Clarissa. So she's, I like calling her ghost girl, but that's okay. So we, she finds Clarissa in the secrets passageway and they play a game of marbles by her asking questions. And of course she asks, who is out to kill me? And at first I really didn't understand that she had answered yes to both because of the, the way the marbles fell. Did you get that? Um, I, well, it, yeah, it was, it was very frantic. I, you know, she was kind of, um, thinking, you know, hold on. So, you know, let me ask one question at a time. So that's yeah. where it got frantic. But, um, you know, because it, what's interesting, she wanted so many questions at that. Um, you know, she kind of got flustered. But I love the method. You know, it's yeah. it's really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that before, whether TV or film. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoy that Clarissa knows all the secrets. That this little girl running around with a potato sack on her head has all the secrets. If there was a person in my life running around like that, I'd want to kill him. So, <laughs> but I like you, Clarissa. So then Clarissa gives her a key and then crushes the marbles, which we see. And then we later find out that that's the key to Simon's chambers and he's with the servant girl. So thanks for, thanks to Charles. Glad he's here. Glad he's getting married to Madeline. Glad he gave us access to Clarissa. Um, let's see. After that... Let's talk about, should we get into Sebastian and going into the woods and Colin? Uh, there's something about a boy named Sebastian that I just like saying his name, Sebastian. Um, and he's I like his nickname, Bash. You like Bash better? I like Bash better. Okay. You can call him Bash and I'll call him Sebastian with a flutter of my eye. <laughs> um, so Sebastian goes into the forest because Mary asked him to. I'm telling you, there's something, there's some underlying emotions going on between these two i feel like he is totally even though he's the bastard bastard sebastian bastard bash let's call him bastard bash hmm. he does anything that mary asked him to do and i love that about him well what do you think of him i i like them a lot and i think i mean do do you think he has feelings for her where he you know wouldn't want to marry her i do i i think I think he like because she's so powerful and she, you know, she speaks her mind and she's not just a submissive queen in waiting. And yeah, and I, I think certainly, um, certainly Francis picked up on that and he said, that's the last lie you'll ever tell, mm. you know, to me. <gasps> oh. So I, I really like that because, you know, he said, what were you doing? Well, Mary asked me to. So you're my brother. Of course I did it. And um, so it was coming off of that. Um. You know, so I don't know. What's interesting to me is that I think Francis might be obviously falling more for Mary, and there's going to be that that kind of one on one brother fight over Mary. I love a good love triangle where they're fighting over a girl. I wish there were guys fighting over me. Um, I digress. Uh, so Sebastian goes into the woods to this dark forest where we find out that there are I don't even know there are vagrants. And Herricks. Do you know what a Herrick is? Herricks? Uh, I'm That's not, what the queen I'm not called as, them. I'm not as familiar. 
Okay, so the queen called them Herrick. So we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to Google that because obviously this is not of our time. And so at first when the show opened up, we found out that Colin was alive. I was like, oh, my gosh, Lola's going to be so excited. Her boo monster is alive. She doesn't have to cry anymore. They can get back together. And in the end, we find out that he was hung in the dark forest, which was sad because I liked Colin and he was set up by the queen. And I wanted him to be able to tell Mary the queen did it because she asked several times. And we saw in the last episode and tonight where she went up to the king and the queen and was like, I want to speak to Colin. I have the right to do it. And of course, we see the queen being like, no, no, no. She was very hard pressed to keep pushing and making excuses. And the king was like, you know what? This is suspect. You never called me when they found him or when he escaped. What's going on? So I wanted Colin. I wanted Colin to bust the queen, not for Francis to confront her. Actually, I wanted Colin to be like to get his day because he was killed for no reason. Well, let me let me ask you this. Had it not been for Bash and kind of the forest scene, do you think Francis would have came to the conclusion about the queen? Meaning mm. that in the forest, right, um, he was hung by his feet, um, which is obviously you know not what the guards do. But Bash tells him, you know, open your eyes. You know, they right. did it and, and and things like that. And so I think, I don't know, what's your take on that? Because I think through. By seeing what happened in the forest and then kind of Mary confirming all those things, he was able to finally put the pieces together. But it had not been for the forest scene, I don't think he could have done that. I think you're absolutely right. If it wasn't for Sebastian, no. Francis would not have believed, you know, Mary and her accusations of his mother. I think that was the only reason why he believed that his mom was involved. So you're right about that. So once again, Sebastian... Saving the day. So cute. Um, so what else happened? They, I think that's. Well, um, for me, okay, let me, uh, you know, in, in terms of kind of uh, quelling the fire, so to speak, about, with, with the queen. Uh-huh. Um, here's the thing. What, you know, how, how do you think. I mean, this is sort of a prediction, but I, I thought an amazing scene between Francis and and the Queen. Um, oh, how could I forget when he's wait. calling his mom out? Yes, yes, and you know what I mean. It's again, it's just kind of it's interesting because obviously, you know, it's the Queen versus it's mother versus daughter, but it's also still male versus female, and and obviously the the subtext of, of their fight mm-hmm. um, was just so heavy, you know. In terms of what actually was going on. And I, I really enjoyed that scene. You know, you're absolutely right. And I'm wondering why the Queen has yet to tell Francis about the premonition from Nostradamus that Mary will be his demise. I wonder why at that moment she didn't say. Is that something she's holding on to to use later? Um, because he still doesn't know that. So I wonder if that would change his mind as well. Are they holding on to that for like another episode? That's a good point. That is, you know, and... um Again, I, I think in order to, you know, sometimes you think by people knowing less, you control them more. But sometimes, you know, if you tell people more, you can control them even better. I don't know. Oof. But I think that's her thinking. Yeah. She's so crafty. Oh, that Catherine. Kathy. Ooh. Crafty <laughs> Catherine. She is indeed. So then we cut to 
she's getting ready for bed and, you know, she's like, I want to go to bed by myself. But yet there's still a man in her chambers. And come to find out, Catherine is the one that had Colin killed again, the second time. Like, this bitch is good. She's good. She's a good queen. I might not like her, but she's good at she's good at following through and getting her orders executed, literally. Um, so she finds out that uh, her servant, I'm not sure who that man was. I think he was maybe a guard or a knight. I think someone she can trust, you know. Um, but for me, I mean, the, the, um, that was the only scene that, to me, I, I didn't need. Only because at that point, I for me, I knew I had confirmation that she had done it. You know, through obviously at this point multiple times. Mm -hmm. But the interesting part about it was seeing her kind of reaction because, you know, she in some ways is kind of also unraveling in in the sense of, okay, who's kind of really with me and how was Francis able to find out, you know, as he he's telling her, no, I hung him by his feet. I did all those things. Um, And obviously that was the big thing in question by Francis early on was like, you know, our guards hang people by their necks, not their, you know, feet. Right. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that's what the scene was really about is, is her kind of starting to slightly unravel and realize that, you know what, she doesn't have everyone on her side that she thought she did. That's true. They're not all under her spell and on her leash, which we saw Sebastian cast a spell, which I like that little bit of magic involved in this dark enchanted forest. So I liked that. Um, And then at the end of the show, we see this red X in her bed. Who is putting the red X's on everything? Clarissa, my little ghost girl. Like she is, she's keeping me tuned in. Did you know it was Clarissa doing the X's? No, absolutely not. Not not until the very end when we have obviously that small little glimpse of her and then, you know, the camera and then the guy walks away and she's out of there. And she's not the angel that we think she is, even though she's helping Kath or she's helping um, Mary. So in my mind, she at this moment, she is an angel. I'm not sure what she's done, why she's been doomed to be a ghost floating around the castle, but she's helping out one of my favorite characters. So Clarissa, as far as I'm concerned, you're an angel. Until otherwise. <laughs> Until you do something against Mary. Um, what about, you know, obviously we've kind of, you know, all of these things um, apply to Mary. But Mary specifically in this episode, um, I mean, how do you think she's handling it? I think, you know, it's interesting, again, you know, in terms of a strong female character. That, that obviously she's rattled at times, but the fact that she can obviously withstand and come up with a plan, um, I really admire. Um and most importantly, you know, she she knows how to get – I think she, she may not realize it, but she knows how to get what she wants because obviously the goal is to gain a friend. And by Fran- Francis saying that at the end, like, hey, you know what? I'm on your side now. You may not have the alliance of France, um, but I'm you have at least me and I will protect you. I am glad that Francis – said that to her and kind of said, you know what? I have your back. The last episode, he didn't have her back. It was strictly a business deal. And I do like how she's thrown all of these challenges. I mean, there's there's a price on her head. Every time she turns around, somebody's trying to kill her. Yet she is still holding strong. She gets a little, you know, frazzled, but she is just throwing the shots right back at folks. And to have grown up in a convent and not really been prepared for this i think she's doing amazingly well um 
And she, like you said, you know, she's a strong girl. I love seeing strong women holding their own and coming up with plans and being smart. She's not just like, you know, head in the clouds, just kind of laissez-faire, wanting to be just a queen that sits around and eats cake. I like that about her. Um, and I like that she got Francis to be on her side as of right now. You know what? And she said, nobody has my back. So I'll leave. And I like that she said that, that she's not just going to stick around and wait for someone to actually follow through and, and kill her. And, and she really forced his hand because, you know, again, it was hit early on multiple times that she can't leave. You know, her mother's not going to allow it. But then her argument is brilliant. She says, she says, you know what? You know, my mother wants me to come back with a king and be married and be a rightful queen or whatever. But I can't do that if I'm dead. Right. So she's going to understand. And again, just because of how it was elevated throughout the episode, that was made a point of. And to come back with that argument, great writing. That's all I can say. Yay. We love it. We love it. I have nothing but praise for the show right now. (laughs) Good. We got another one hooked. I'm so excited. So that's that's the episode. Um, and we saw, you know, next week. Want to get into predictions? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> so we see that the, was it a prince or a king from Portugal might be wanting to take her hand in marriage. And the way it stands right now, she could be safe there. So I would go. I mean, if it means that I'm not having to constantly dodge a bow and arrow or sword, I'd be gone. You think she'll go? I think it's, you know, um, I like how in t- typical CW fashion, they said all is fair and love and war type of thing. Uh, to answer your question, I think, yes, could she be safe in Port- Portugal? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of, okay, is she going to be safe or what's best for Scotland and, and, and all those different things? Mm. You know, and so I think that's where she, she's going to get torn, ultimately not go. And uh, I, I, I really believe that, you know, thanks to this new alliance with Francis and, and you know, their bond now, I, I do think he, they're friends now, he says, but I don't think they're just friends. At least, you know, he doesn't feel that way and he... he he cares for her more than he's willing to admit, and he certainly won't be letting that happen. I don't think. You're probably right. I, I think, you know, he's his father was like, you know what, where did this change come from? Like all of a sudden now you want it, you're all about love and marriage. So I think he has a lot of pressure weighing on him. And like, you know, his mom mentioned, he is the heir to the throne. So they're all going to be pressuring him with every chance they get but mary is pretty much a queen without a country so i hope she i, I don't know if she leaves then i don't know what will be written next will she be able to come back how will she come back the portugal guy was really cute the portuguese guys was really cute oh i love it i don't know um again i think i don't think she's gonna go but if she does you know in that off chance it's going to be interesting how, you know, alliances are formed because, um, you know, uh, basically it's almost like calling the bl- a bluff of France. Like, hey, either, you know, since either either we're going to get married and, you know, kind of honor this alliance or I go there because you, clearly it's never going to happen with you. So, you know, uh, the notion being that France has to panic and say, you know what, time to marry these two. 
And I like that she knows that. I like that she now understands, and she said it, you know, like you just said, she's she's pretty much a tool for, you know, the king and whether they're, they're just waiting to use her or not. So we'll have to t- stay tuned and see what happens. I'm really excited. <laughs> As am I. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fania Thomas. And follow us here at AfterBuzz TV uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. It's just AfterBuzz TV. Um, and uh, check, uh, you do Real Husbands of Hollywood. I do on to- Tuesdays. You know, slightly different, uh, you know, genre of television, but uh, good nonetheless. So, so if you guys enjoyed our commentary here, check that out as well. Yes, thank you guys. Like us on iTunes. Yes, indeed. Let us, since it is such a new show, not only to uh, TV but also for AfterBuzz TV, let us know what you guys think of it. Let us know what you guys, uh, you know, want to hear us talk about more. It's always great to guys, get your guys' feedback. We're building a community. We love having you a part of it, as it is such a great show. And you know, ultimately, we just want to share it with everyone. Yeah! Yay! That was funners. All right. See you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 